Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Bulldog. Uh oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Monday, Tuesday, hump day is halfway. It's Mike Shope. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> and the Bulldog. Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-hoo! On WGR. Hump day! Sports Radio 550. All right, good afternoon, everyone. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope has the day off today. A lot to get to. I And I think I, I want to... Zach? Zach is here. Mike's off. How, uh, how, how hard do you feel like working? I mean, I'm, I'm willing to put in 50% today. I'm willing to put in 50%. Would that include handling a glut of phone calls right at the top here Absolutely. if we want to try the, 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 the that experiment again that's always a little bit of a high-wire act because if nobody calls, I'm going to look really pretty much like a jackass? I but, mean, when you put it like that way, it's up to you. I'm, ra- I'm ready yeah, to go, you, you, but you're right. putting yourself you're, on you're, the line. You're, you'll do, if nobody calls, you just watch me burn. It'll be fine. Exactly. exactly. I, I, ha- I have 803-0550. I have just a, a a quick I don't know thought experiment a quick NFL question. It, you can be a Bills fan, you can just be a football fan. There's no question you will have an opinion of the question I'm going to ask. And I want to just get like the 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 quick you know quick response. If you want to elaborate, if you've got that kind of time, you know I I I usually have that kind of time. It's a four hour show and it just started. Um, but I, I have a quick question for you about someone who is in the news today in the NFL. I don't want to. I don't want to ask the question before I get people lined up to to call in and answer. Eight oh three oh five fifty. If you want to play along, we we did this a couple of weeks ago. What? Why? Why? No one's calling yet. You got a second? Do you remember what? How, why I did this? Oh like, yeah. Um, what? What offensive player gave the? Oh, the, the team meeting. The yeah. team meeting. Yeah, it was Latavius Murray. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, that news had just broken as the show was starting, and we had just found out as we went on the air, like literally, like three o two. I saw Latavius Murray is the one who called the meeting, and so I had this idea to do this, which I hadn't done since my old nighttime days. I don't think. Um, on the show, which is just like, look, you know, usually we set up a subject and we talk for a while and give you our opinions and hopefully you will have a reaction to that opinion and call yourself or, you know, just call because you, you know, appreciate the camaraderie of a radio show or just like talking sports or whatever. I don't know. But usually it's a, it's a, it's not like this. I, I'm asking you to trust me. I've got a question that I'm sure anyone who follows the NFL 
will have an opinion on. You'll have it. It's an easy answer. It's a yes or no question. And again, if you want to elaborate, I, I think we'll have time. But I want to know how many of you, like, how, I really want to know how you would answer it. This shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> if Bill Belichick is available, would you want your team to hire him? Now, I know, like, most of you are probably going to be Bills fans. And so, you know, I, I don't want to seem like a ghoul over here. Like, I, despite how last week sounded, I've never really thought that Sean McDermott was in trouble with his job. You know, I think there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot flying around out there and has been, and last week was a really aggressive week. Maybe it was the very peak of it. Um, but, like, all that said, respecting the reporting, respecting the Bills' reaction, the current players and McDermott's reaction, the performance on Sunday against KC, like, I don't think it's very likely, unless something really dramatically awful happens here in the next four weeks, that the Bills have a vacancy anyway. But if Bill Belichick is available, would you want your team to hire him? Is my question. I will. I'll hold off on my answer for now. You, you, you maybe already could guess it, but that is my question. And let's just plow through as many people. You hear someone hang up? That's a cue for you to try because right now the lines are full. Larry's first up. Would you want to hire Bill Belichick as your head coach if he gets fired or leaves New England? No. Okay, that's it. Just flat no. Good. Thank you. Uh, Jim is next. Jim, would you want the Bills or any NFL team, if you're a fan of the Carolina Panthers, would you want them to hire Bill Belichick as their head coach? No, I'm a Bills fan, and I don't want to see the Monday press conferences. (laughs) All right, good. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Pat is up next. Hi, Pat. Would you want your NFL team, presumably the Bills, to hire Bill Belichick if he is available in the offseason? I would not want the Bills to get him, but send him off to any other team and make them arguably worse. I'm fine with that. That's the spirit. Thank you, Pat. Uh, Rob, up next. Rob, would you want Bill Belichick as your head coach? If you had asked me this question three years ago, uh-huh. I probably would have said yeah. But considering what we've seen happen, I, I, I don't want any part of it right now. No, thank you. Thank you for playing. Appreciate it. Mike, uh, same question. You know the deal. Bill Belichick, yay or nay? Uh, absolutely not. The game has passed him by. He was a great coach. but he He's a great defensive coordinator. But uh, Tom Brady made him who he is. So right. Absolutely not. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, I think he's – He's the greatest coach in the history of the sport. All great coaches are propped up by great players, and in this era, they're propped up by great quarterbacks. Um, so, you know, just so we're clear, I, I, the, I, I'm not coming at this thinking Bill, Bill Belichick doesn't deserve the praise he gets at all. Uh, but I think it's an interesting little, it's an interesting experiment. There's no one who's been more successful. You know, we we can't get over the hump. You know, there's a guy that, I mean, he owns the hump. <clears throat> Thank you. Antonio, uh, Bill Belichick, yay or nay? I wouldn't want him. If we could get him as a defensive coordinator, I'd be willing, but <laughs> he's too old school, and I wouldn't want him to influence our draft class too much because his drafting in the last few years has not been great. Excellent. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to plow through three, four, or five more. We'll see. Logan, Bill Belichick, yes or no? I would say no. If you hire, if your uh, NFL team hires him, the story around your team would just be – Bill Belichick trying to get as many wins as he can and not necessarily about your team. 
that's a good point. He is chasing that that all time career wins record, uh, which you know he's not going to get to this year. <laughs> Doesn't look like so. I wonder. I wonder how desperate he'll be to continue his career somewhere else if it ends in New England, uh, because of that record. Cole, Bill Belichick, yes or no? No. Thanks for all you do, Bulldog. Go Bills. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for calling. I appreciate you appreciating me. Brian, uh, Bill Belichick, yes or no? Hey, Chris, it's actually both. Yes, because he's the greatest coach of all time. Yes, because he's a genius. Yes, because he had Tom Brady. No, because uh, Josh Allen is no uh, Tom Brady. No, look at his record without Tom Brady. Uh, so go Bills and uh, – Honestly, I think they need to upgrade from McDummy and his end of game management and game skills. He is, um, you know, like the Sabres coach here. We need Joel Quinville. We need somebody else to take us over the top, somebody that's just completely ruthless, and that's Bill Belichick. I'll hang up and listen. Okay, thanks. You never know what's going to happen. You know, I mean, just, you know, it goes. This is how it goes. Joel Quinville? No, listen, I'm – we're, we're doing this. We're doing this. I'm not, I'm not, all right. Deanna, Bill Belichick, yes or no? Please don't call McDermott stupid names. I say absolutely not. Um, between, we've hated him for so long. He's been our enemy for so long. And with the controversies, with the ball deflating and everything else, I think our integrity is just more important than Bill Belichick. All right, Dana, thank you. Uh, one, one more here. Dominic, uh, Bill Belichick, yes or no? Uh, yes, without question, because McDermott's flaws are Belichick's strengths, but the real question should be, do you think Terry Pagula would ever fire McDermott and actually pull the strings on that? I don't believe he would. Me, uh, me either. Uh, Dominic, thanks. I appreciate you playing along. Was, uh, was that one? The, the one guy... Well, it had a bunch of yeses, had a lot of yeses, but then a there was a lot of noes. I think that's a, I think that last guy there. I'm, I'm grateful Dominic got through, and I didn't cut, cut this off. Thank you for playing. You can stop calling unless you want to just hang out and talk about other stuff too. We can we can do that. But I, I'm I've, I'm done with my my experiment. A few minutes. Thank you for indulging me once again. I try not to play this card that often because it feels a little gadgety you know it's it's like a double receiver double reverse receiver pass uh move to start the show and those don't always work uh you know so or you know sometimes they go for like eight yards and just like really you had to do all you can just throw a normal pass you had to do all that for an eight yard pass anyway uh thanks I, i would not want any single part of bill belichick as the bills head coach um, I think it will be really interesting to watch what happens. Uh, the reporting over the last 12 to 24 hours or so uh, is coming pretty heavy from New England that it's, it's a fait accompli. They're going to move on when this year is over, and it's all known already. Belichick today was uh, in a very familiar, uh, almost borderline, churlishly charming way, uh, dismissive of the island. We're, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. That was, it. That was that, or, Wait, who do they they play? Kansas City? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it's on to Kansas City again, right? That's the that's the one. No, on to Cincinnati. It was Kansas City that beat them? <clears throat> I do do this for a living, uh, so I wouldn't want any part of it. I, I think. Um, Yes, he's the best coach that's ever lived. And his record is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's beyond, I don't even, I don't even, I feel like an idiot even trying to like lay it. It's amazing what he's accomplished. 
I really admire uh, the caller Deanna, who remembers because I, I I set out you know a- asking this question. I've been thinking about this for you know on and off today most of the afternoon whether I wanted to do this or not and when the light turned on I decided to do it so um I you know he's irrefutably the best I think um to disarm him with the Brady thing uh is to me you know it's factually correct he had almost no success before Tom Brady became his starting quarterback and has had what, one playoff year? Very limited success. Certainly not the kind of success that they were used to since he left there. Brady left. So, you know, you could definitely stick that on him, but I, I think any coach who's won and one in one has done so with, you know, a talented cast and a, and, and a talented quarterback. It's just very infrequent. And yes, there are, you know, Trent Dilfer, quarterback to Super Bowl winner. We all we know the list. I mean, you gotta go back to two thousand to find it, but like it's there. I know. Right. Um, and you know, Jared Goff came close, right? So it's not, you know, it's not a lock, but nonetheless, I think any coach who's had success has had great players helping pave the way. My problem with him, so I wouldn't stick that on him like he can't win. I mean, especially if you were talking about, uh, you know, this team with this quarterback, you've got an excellent quarterback in place, so you don't have to really worry about that. Like, if that's your critique, that he hasn't won anything without the great quarterback, well, he'd have a great quarterback. I still don't want it. I think you're right back where you were, or really where you have been, with a defensive coach and maybe a revolving door at offensive coordinator, and that's no good. And furthermore, I do think, I think someone in the midst of that, I don't know, 10 or 12 call run we had to start the show, made the point that the game has passed him by and the drafting has been bad and a lot of the decision-making has been bad. The, they, they basically, even though this year is worse than last year, Last year, I mean, they they just shoveled a season into a landfill by not hiring an accomplished offensive coordinator, offensive coach, to run their offense with a second-year quarterback who still had a lot of growing and learning to do. They had Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Matt Patricia and his defensive mind and his stupid pencil sticking out of his hat. That was their plan. That was his plan. Like that, That's fireable in and of itself. Um, I think he's, I think it's, I think it's over for him. So I would not at 71 years old, I would not want to go that route as much as it is, you know, a highly decorated experienced, I mean, over the hump through the hump in, I mean, he's again, he's, he's done it all, but I wouldn't want any part of it. If he gets fired and Washington wants to hire him or Carolina wants to hire him or whomever else. Wants to hire him. I'm I'm very much at like no thank you. I I, I would not predict that that goes well uh, for whoever does it. Um, I don't have to be right about that, but I wouldn't want any part of it. And again, in, just in case it's not clear, I'm not asking this because I I think anything's imminent. It's just Belichick's in the news, and I I think with all of the back and forth there has been here about McDermott and his style and his decisions and this team's record this year and the playoff losses and and all of it, right? You put it all in the blender 
and we've been talking about it and fielding calls on it for weeks here, even to the point where Mike has said multiple times we've got to not have every show just be about whether McDermott is going to continue to be the Bills head coach because like, it's, it's not even a very realistic conversation in the first place, I think. Uh, so I'm not asking because I think that it, it, he deserves to be replaced or is going to be replaced. Um, I'm frustrated by a lot of stuff, but there are four weeks to go in this season, and the win in Kansas City has left them with an I, now I think a, a very good chance of turning this season back into a success story. When a couple of weeks ago it seemed like we were just down in it and not getting up. Uh, so, like I'm not, I don't. There's no agenda here. I just I like the idea of thinking about whether you think you the fans think that would solve whatever it is that's keeping the Bills from getting where they're going. I don't happen to think it would. Um, if the Bills were were going to make a move, I would be all about some young, bright offensive mind uh, and not a 71-year-old defensive coach. Again, who's the most highly decorated coach uh, ever? I started to say I don't, I don't tend to remember – the the controversies, right? The, the the it was Deanna, the woman who called, who said like the Deflate Gate and Spygate and these different things. I don't think she mentioned Spygate, but like that's a that's a was a bigger infraction and a bigger punishment from the league than the Deflate Gate thing was. But both were like stupid and definitely cheating. And the idea of him having any kind of plausible deniability about any of it is patently absurd. And so congratulations to you for remembering that. Like I, I, as a football fan, I tend to just sort of time marches on and I forget about a lot of the stuff that might be damaging to people's reputations. You just sort of keep moving uh, with it. And uh, so anyway, I, I liked hearing that. Uh, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a hard no there too. I, I can't wait to see what happens. Um, I, I, I do, I do believe that there's plenty of reason for the Patriots to move on, not just how bad their record is this year, but I mentioned last year the lack of success since Brady has left, the drafting, the hiring decisions, I mean, just all of it. And you're about to get the opportunity to perhaps draft your new franchise quarterback. That is an excellent time for a hard organizational reset. So I think all of that added up, it makes a ton of sense to me that he'll be done there. I don't think they're going to fire him. I think they will give him every opportunity, as much as he might be uh, begrudgingly accepting of it, to you know gracefully exit. But make no mistake, it's going to be their idea. And like, hey, it's time. It's, hey, uh, come with us. It's time. It's time to go. <laughs> we got it's come on. Come on. Thanks for every. It's been great. Really. You. How many of the trophies do you want to take home? You half, half seems like okay. Half fine. Go go ahead. Fine. Oh, you, the sweatshirts. Okay, fine. Just go. Oh, we don't really want the sleeves. You can throw them away. Okay, so let's go. Like that's what's going to happen with Belichick here. I, I think. Um, so he'll be available if he wants to coach. Someone's going to hire him, right? I I don't think that. Well. 32 teams are not going to be looking for coaches. I don't happen to even think really this team in Buffalo is going to be looking for coaches, a coach. But some teams will be looking for coaches. Um, I can't wait to see if he goes forward and keeps chasing the all-time wins record or just says, you know, yeah, 
yeah, it's a pretty good run. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm going to sit on my boat and uh, I'll do some TV. What I saw, the college game day thing last week went, looking, went pretty well. You know, put the helmet on, the deal, the old Navy helmet. Like, you know, it was, it was all right. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we'll uh, squeeze in a couple of regular calls. We don't have to be rapid fire here before we uh, uh, get to the first break of the day. Chad is first up regular style this segment. Hi, Chad. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Thanks. Uh, I don't know what regular style means, but I'm still on the Belichick thing <laughs> real quick. But my thing is the game doesn't change. We can say he's 71 years old. We can say that it's Tom is the reason that he won, and that's fine. What do we have here in Buffalo? We got the best quarterback in the NFL. So there you're going to put the Jimmys and Joes to where he, he won with lesser rosters than we currently have in Buffalo. I would think everybody would agree with that. Those rosters he had in New England were not as good as we got in Buffalo. He comes for three years. We're going to win a Super Bowl in those three years. I, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's almost a guarantee. I mean, he's got in Buffalo what he was missing in New England. It's not like the guy forgot how to coach. We're undisciplined as a football team. That's his MO as a coach. He's not going to be in the front office. This, we need to pick up some steam on this, and everybody needs to realize that he's the answer to our problems. And that's all I got. All right, Chad, thank you. Regular style just meant we could have a conversation as opposed to just answering a yes or no question quickly, rapid fire. That's what we were doing at the beginning. Maybe you just joined, uh, you know, tuned in. Um, and I, I hard disagree on all of it. I, I don't think people forget how to do things they do well, but I do think their circumstances change and the surroundings change and the manner in which you have to do your job changes. It evolves over time. And I do think Belichick is a bit of a relic. 
It, there's no again. There's no arguing with his. I'm not taking. I'm not punishing him for having Tom Brady. Uh, I just if you were looking, I just I would not look there. And it's not. I got to be totally honest. A, a part of it is just not really being able to stomach it. But I could get over that. Like if I believed in this, like if Belichick were an offensive wizard instead of a defensive wizard, I could get past hating him and that team for the last 20 plus years uh, and say, let's do it. But I just don't think it's the right fit. Antonio is next up. Hi, Antonio. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Even if we're up two scores, three scores, and say opposing offense is a big play that changes the momentum, or we have an offensive turnover, they get points off of it seems like we immediately abandon everything that makes us good, abandon the run game, and we start playing scared. We start playing like we're down 10 points with 10 minutes left in the game. And I feel like that's been our downfall in a lot of these big moments in big games. Why is it that is it Mc, is it McDermott playing scared? I wouldn't say it's the offensive coordinator since we're on the third one in three years. Or is it Allen trying to force big plays to try to get the momentum back or to make up for a mistake he made? And that's all I got. All right, thank you. Appreciate the call. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think McDermott's track record uh, is there. There are there are holes in it. Um, I I don't think I mean it's, it's a lot a lot a lot a lot to answer for like what what do I think the problem is um I think McDermott has he has lived up to some of his reputation as being too conservative um but I don't think they get, like you said in there they get away from doing what they do best like running the ball and like that's that's not at all what, what if anything they might get away from being aggressive on offense and try to like nurse games along and that is not what they do best i don't think what they do best is stay on the gas and that is what i want to talk about next cuz i think that is vital this week against the team they are playing the Dallas Cowboys who have just been ripping things up here going at really it's it's a stretch of games here where they're averaging over 40. Uh, you can even go back farther than that. They've just been excellent. So I think you're going to need all of what Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and James Cook and Joe Brady can cook up this week. Let's get into that, how the Bills approach the Dallas Cowboys. Thanks for playing along in the little thought experiment about Bill Belichick. I'm a hard no if he becomes available. Uh, just wanted to have a little fun. 803-0550 is the number today. By the way, boy, Barry in the lead. Eric Wood, weird, I know, a Wednesday, but he was unavailable Monday and Tuesday, so we've not had our weekly chat with Eric yet, Bill's radio color analyst on the games. So we'll get Eric in at 4 o'clock, Sal Capaccio at 5. Bill's held a light walkthrough. Uh, There's an injury report, so we'll pour over all of that and more with Sal. And then at 6, we'll talk to Paul Hamilton. The Sabres are in Denver to play the Avalanche. It's a late game, and it's only on TNT. Boo! Uh, so we'll, we'll, but we'll get the rundown from Paul on all that. And in between, hopefully, uh, you and me hanging out. 803-0550 is the number. Mike Shope has the day off. I am the Bulldog along with Zach Jones. You're listening to WGR. When I was a GA at Penn State, Mike, I came to camp and he was obviously like the top defensive end or 
you know, top player in the country in, in high school. And he decided he wanted to play wide receiver for the camp and he was the best wide receiver in the camp. All the, everything he's doing in the NFL doesn't surprise me at all. An absolute freak of an athlete. And Dan does an unbelievable job of moving around and getting him on matchups and mismatches. And there's really not much that he can't do. And it'll be a great opportunity for us this week. That is Bill's offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, talking about Micah Parsons, Dallas Cowboys Hellraiser. Is that is that is that HR? Is that on the, the, the chart? I don't know. Pretty apt though. It's pretty good. Hell Hellraiser, all purpose destroyer, destructor, and eater of souls. It's a, it's a little wordy. I look. I, I just thought of it. All right. I'm. I'm it's a work in progress. Glad to have you with us here on this Wednesday. Mike has the day off today. Zach Jones along uh, with me. I'm the Bulldog. Eric Wood at four. Sal at five. Paul Hamilton uh, at six. The Sabres are in Colorado to play the Avalanche tonight. 803-0550 is the number. Brady, I think, has really got his hands full uh, this week. This this Dallas defense uh, is – they are ball hawking and they are – they just get to the quarterback. Uh, Parsons is the is the key guy there that he moves around. He's very hard to deal with. Uh, Marcus Lawrence is no picnic either. Uh, they've got some rotational guys to worry about. The corners are great. Stephon Gilmore, everyone. Remember Stephon Gilmore? Did you see him on uh, on Sunday night? Frustrating A.J. Brown. I mean, Brown you know, got some plays, but, man, Gilmore still got it. A lot of man coverage. I heard Brownie and Tasker talking about it. Just before we got on here, like 41% uh, top man coverage team in the league. So my advice, go, baby. I I think go. You're going to – look, you're going to have to win those one-on-ones and you're going to have to count on your quarterback to put it where it needs to be, and I think that's the way to go. Mike had the the exact right – come back yesterday when I was talking about how how you know tough I think this team is to deal with and how you know ball hawk ish they are and you know Allen is interception prone like uh oh and Mike said well Seattle got him and they that's right. I mean Seattle got big plays down the field in that game a couple of weeks ago. They lost forty one to thirty five. The Cowboys, by the way, he, <laughs> away from home, little tough. But overall here, going backwards, 33 to 13 over the Eagles, 41 to 35 over the Seahawks, 45 to 10 over Washington, 33 to 10 over Carolina, 49 to 17 over the Giants. Yes, I know what some of those teams are. B- b- bad, all right? But still, uh, there's an Eagle loss in there back on November 5th in Philly, 28-23. Before that, they clobbered the Rams 43 to 20. San Francisco took them to the woodshed in San Francisco. They've had their trouble with the quote-unquote better teams. That's why Sunday night against Philly was so big for them because they had been just absolutely roaring but beating up on, well, the Giants, Carolina, Washington. Seattle's a a cut above certainly those teams. Um, And that that was a meaty struggle for them. But the Eagle game is like their, that's their game. That's their, hey, we can do this game. So I think they're going to get some points on this Bills off uh, Bills defense, and the Bills are going to need uh, every bit of Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and the whole crew in order to make it work. Tony is first up this segment. Hi, Tony. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Well, Bulldog, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I just want to touch 
real quick on the Belichick situation. I think it's kind of irrelevant to talk about. I, I don't think he would take a D.C. position, and I don't think he would remain in the AFC East, whether that was due to an unwritten agreement between him and Kraft or um, just a personal decision. So I think mm-hmm. that's kind of pointless to talk about. But, hey, regarding the game this weekend, the Eagles are legit. I mean, they excuse me, the Cowboys are good. They beat the Eagles. They've got a good quarterback. They're good on both sides of the ball. Most concerning to me is Pollard. He is a good back, and we at times seem to have weakness on our run D. I think we need to score early and keep the crowd in the game because when we fall behind, it's like we lose our confidence, and when we lose the crowd, it just creates a really negative environment there. So those are areas that I uh, I think are of the utmost importance this Sunday. All right, Tony. Appreciate the call very much. Yeah, I, I don't I – don't. I, I do not foresee a scenario where, where Bill Belichick uh, becomes a defensive coordinator anywhere. I think you make a good point about the AFC East. That 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 might be might might be his preference. It might be the owner's preference. They also might have no say on what he wants to do. Really, the idea was just wh- how do Bills fans feel about it? You know, like if you could have him, would you want him? And it was, there was a resounding no, which you know, I guess isn't surprising. Like we hate him. And maybe that gets in the way. I, I'm trying to be objective about it as much as I hate him. And and he's been just, you know, a, a wrecker of Sundays for two decades for me. Uh, I If I thought it was the right thing to do, I would be able to get myself to a place where I'd be in favor of it. But I'm, I'm definitively not. Thank you for the uh, – P- Pollard's nice. The tight end is having a real nice year. Prescott has been surgical. CeeDee Lamb, look out. <laughs> That's what I, Yes, Pollard's nice. He's got nice, really good breakaway speed. Uh, but I, I'm more worried about them throwing it on me uh, than I am running it. Steve is next up. Hi, Steve. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Hey, great. Um, I appreciate the time. Uh, first Thanks. question is on Justin Shorter. So I know there's not a ton of coverage, and it's kind of been just washed away as red shirt. Um, I, I called to Joe a couple weeks ago. If you look at his profile, he's basically like the the new up-and-coming Gabe Davis. I love Gabe, but dealing with the disappearance and the route tree issues, I think that that's, um, it would be nice to see before the end of the season if they could unredshirt him. So I'm just <laughs> curious to get your thoughts on that. And one more point, uh, totally agree with you on that. The last thing with Belichick is, uh, leaving a stain on this organization from being beaten so badly for so long. Thank That's you. It. Appreciate it, Steve. Uh, I, I don't – could Shorter end up being a replacement for Gabriel Davis moving forward? Yeah, maybe. Athletically, there is a, there's, a, there's a profile similarity. Uh, you know, big, big body guy. Um, you know, not, not a burner. And so m- maybe, but – and and it's a hard maybe. Like, if you're asking me, do I think the Bills will replace Gabriel Davis next year with Justin Shorter? I'm gonna I'm gonna say I hope not, because I think you're gonna need to do better than that for your number two receiver, assuming they can't afford to keep Gabriel Davis at the price he may command on the open market. Um, I think there's almost no chance at this point of the season, uh, unless there are just injuries upon injuries. 
at receiver that you're going to see the guy. I mean, we're this far into the season. They are battling for their playoff lives at this point. It is not tryout time. So to me, there's almost, it would nothing would be more stunning about the 2023 Buffalo Bills than if they suddenly unveiled, oh, here's Justin Shorter getting targets. <laughs> he doesn't even get a jersey. So I, that to me, that's just not happening. Uh, I think it is a redshirt year, uh, and and maybe you know he battles for a spot, but it's too bad. Like his his point of entry here isn't even Davis's rookie year. Like Davis came in. And showed right away he was capable of of catching touchdowns, um, and but he was he was sort of a fill in. We had John Brown and Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs when he got here, and uh, eventually Emmanuel Sanders. And it wasn't until last year that Davis was counted on to emerge as a true number two target, and he is not the worst number two receiver in the league at, at all. And he's definitely had his moments and he's got his fans within the organization. I just do not see a way that what his market may be and what the bills are able to pay and what the player truly is moving forward. I just do not see a match. Uh, so I'm, I'm bracing for they're going to need, you know, really an overhaul of the receiving core. Um, you know, or early overhaul might be strong. I mean, Diggs is still here. Shakir is emerging. Uh, but I, I think they're going to need a new number two receiver next year, unless they think someone here can do it. And I don't know who that would be right now sitting here today. So, uh, but shorter, I mean, just forget it. It's not, it's not happening this year. I, I, I nothing would stun me more about the 2023 Buffalo bills than if Justin shorter showed up on the field sometime between now and the end of the season. Morgan is next up. Hi Morgan. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Hey Bulldogs. Thank you. Season's greetings to you uh, and thanks. your family. Same to you. I wanted to uh, thank you. I wanted to weigh in on the um, news today about the expansion of the the international games and get and get your opinion on it, if I may. Okay. Um, I hate it. I I hated the Bills um, possibly going to Toronto a couple of years ago. Although I suppose I understood the reason for that. Um, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Uh, I love seeing my team play in their stadium in Highmark, or even when they build this new one. When I get a chance to go see it, I'll love it and I'll love seeing it on TV. Um, I don't understand really where the desire is coming from for these games. I would like to know maybe how the Jaguars fans feel about having to go to London every year. Um, Balancing that all with the time zones and prep and do you come Mm -hmm. out a week before or whatever seems like a challenge in and of itself for fairness, um, let alone all the other stuff. To me, it's kind of like a cash grab. So what do you think about it? (laughs) I mean, that's it. I mean, you, you, you got to it. You answered your own. It's money. Money. That's it. That's it. I think everything you said about competitive disadvantage and you know the, the time change, yes, both teams have to do it, but you, one team loses a home game. Uh, I hate it, but it's not going anywhere. I mean, you just you said it yourself. It was not something that was necessarily on my mind today. It is news today, much like the Belichick thing is news today. Uh, they are gonna, they're playing a game in Brazil next year. Uh, it's not stopping. Uh, if anything, it's going to continue to grow because it's working. And how do they know it's working? Because of the money. The money, the money just pours in. That's it. So how do Jaguars feel? About, Jaguars fans feel about it? 
I mean, I don't know that that, that building they 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 they've been tarping off sections in that stadium for years. That leading up to them making the decision to play games by choice every year in London. So, how do dyed in the wool hardcore Jaguars fans feel about it? Probably awful, but there aren't enough of them to make it matter. So the owners just taking the money from London. Thank you. I'll I'll go. Sure, we'll go. Wouldn't surprise me if that team ended up moving there eventually. I seriously. So um, it's all it's all about the dough. The field was a joke. The dealing with the time thing was a joke. You know, you, you got a competitive league. Standings are kept. One loss records obviously matter, and you're compromising the integrity of the competition by doing it. But nobody cares at the league level because of the money. That's it. Thank you for the call. 803-0550 is the number. Eric Wood, special Wednesday appearance. A very special Eric Wood. Uh, 4 o'clock today with Eric. 5 o'clock, Sal Capaccio on the Bills, quote-unquote, practice day today. It's a walkthrough. And Paul Hamilton at 6. Phone line still open. You want to get in? Time for you right now, 803-0550. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope has the day off today along with Zachary Jones. You're listening to WGR. Thank you for hanging with us here on this Wednesday afternoon. Mike Shope has the day off. Sure, he'll be back tomorrow. It's the company party. Mike loves the company party. Like, nobody loves the company party like Mike Shope loves the company party. It's been this way forever. We've been together since 2003. It's been a while since we've had this party. Uh, you know, pandemic and whatnot. Uh, so I, I don't know if I've missed it at all or if this is the first one back, but I'm pretty sure this is the first one since would be the winter of 19, I guess. Um, unless it's been had and I and I just blew it off, but I, I, don't know, I have a hard time imagining that I would have done that. So anyway, uh, so I, I'm pretty confident he'll be back in tomorrow uh, for that. But he's got some time off coming up, as do I, with the holidays coming up. we got to squeeze in leftover vacation days. We don't get to carry him over. So uh, we may be a little hit and miss on being together here over the next uh, week or two. Uh, but nonetheless, tomorrow is a day you can count. I, I, I'll be here too. I, I'm, I'm not the, uh, the fan of the company party that, that, that Mike is, but I definitely respect it and will be here. i still got to figure out what to wear. It's done. I don't know. It is. When, when you're out of the habit of, you know, doing things other than just going to a bar that's a half a mile from your house and grocery shopping, you kind of forget. Like I, I, I gotta, I gotta. How should I dress again? Yeah, you gotta get back into the rhythm. Joe, Joe's wedding this past summer. Like, I have like a corduroy sport coat that I wear currently. It's June. I'm not. My well, wife, yeah, yeah, my yeah. wife's like, you're not wearing that corduroy jacket. I'm like. Uh-oh! <laughs> well, at least you didn't try to defend it. It'd be one thing if you're like, no, no, it would uh, yeah, be no, that high. No, be no. I may, have, I may have asked her. I was hesitant to ask. I asked in such a way that indicated that I knew that I was going to get the response I was going to get, but I still asked just in case. Like, I, you know, I don't know if things changed. Would this be like a no? No. That's a no for me, dog. That was my wife. Asking about the corduroy jacket for Joe's wedding. 803-0550 is the number. Eddie is next. Hi, Eddie. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Bulldog. Hey, thanks for taking the call today. Eddie. Um, All right. Hey, hey. You know, we got to get a T-shirt with the garage on it, you know. Um, 
You can use it for both the Bill Tamman statement. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask your opinion about Deontay Hardy. And I wanted to know, if, man, I would love to see the stats on number of targets and success percentage when he is involved in a play. Because it's I test mm. almost, I would say like 80, 90% of the time the guy is on the field. Um, I saw what he did on the sidelines. Okay, and I was like, okay, this is great. You know, it's kind of uh, McKenzie-esque. I saw, like the jitterbug moves. But then when he did that crossing pattern, and the fact that he caught that ball at high speed on tight coverage, I just wonder, what do the coaches see that are keeping him off the field? I, I can't tell you if he is always in the right places at the right. These What are things that would keep coaches from using a guy more that has an explosive-looking skill set? Thank you for the call, Eddie. Uh, I mean, I, I can read you the list. You might guess at some of them. Uh, dependability. Uh, is he in the right places at the right times? Does he know how to adjust to hot routes? That kind of thing. Th- that that could be. I don't know that that's it, but it's 14 receptions on 20 targets uh, on the year is what you're talking about. What you're asking is not something I know exactly how to access. Like, what is their success rate when he – because he is not on the field a lot. Like, his snap count is is very low uh, for the season, as indicated by, you know, 20 targets. So uh, he might be the least utilized offensive player on the team um, that's been here all year, or like been on the active roster all year. Maybe Ty Johnson is below him. But even though Sherfield is under him in both targets and receptions, I feel like Sherfield sees the field more, but I would need to check. Sal every week has the that snap count deal there. Uh, but the hit rate, the, the bigger question you asked that I don't have an answer for, that the, and that doesn't mean that answer isn't out there. I just don't know how to access it. How successful are they overall? Not necessarily throwing the ball to him, but moving the ball, you know, explosive plays when he is on the field. I don't have, I, I don't have an answer for you. Um, you know, he's he's kind of been underwhelming, I would say, and I don't know how much of that is because they aren't giving him the chance, or is it that he hasn't really earned the chance? You know, right now, I think Shakir, by a mile, is the better player, the more effective player, and they have faith in him, and I just think Hardy is going to be in tough. Um, we'll see how much things change going forward into next year. I think Davis probably isn't on this team. Do they think Shakir can be a number two wideout on the outside and Hardy could be a slot? You know, they they might be open to trying a lot of things because of the financial reality that they're facing, which is, uh, you know, they're in tough is, is, is where they are. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All the calls here in the first hour, especially in that first segment when we played the Belichick thought experiment game. 803-0550 is the number. I said that knowing we're about to talk to Eric Wood out of habit, so I apologize. Uh, we'll get to your calls after Eric, but Eric Wood straight up for what is always uh, one of the best segments of the week. Couldn't make it Monday or Tuesday, so we've got Eric coming up after this. Mike Shope's off today. I'm the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.